Hello, I'm Janelle Penny, Editor-in-Chief of Buildings Magazine. I'm here with Cece Liu, Co-Founder and CEO of Metalmark. Today we're talking about IAQ issues and your options for fixing them. Cece, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much, Janelle. It's such a pleasure to be here. So what are some of the most common issues with indoor air quality and what causes them? Uh, I tend to think about it from uh, a um, what are actually their kind of uh, starting point. And uh, what we've learned over the last several years of developing our technology at Metal Mark Innovations is that uh, the vast, vast majority of our indoor air uh, is composed of very small par- particulates. So many people have heard of PM 2.5, and that's what you know we'll, we'll hear from uh, standard making in- industry, uh, standard making bodies, and um, uh, federal agencies. But uh, what uh, in our studies we actually find that uh, the greater amount of uh, particles by count are actually smaller than one micron in size, and this would be what falls under PM 1.0, which is considered sort of a subset of PM 2.5. But this is kind of important to us because understanding what's in our air uh, isn't it helps to define our solution for correcting them. Um, another source of um, uh, air uh, pollutants come from the off-gassing of uh, different um, chemicals that are in our environment. Things like paint and uh, furniture and uh, building materials. And people have many people have now heard of volatile organic compounds, VOCs. Um, and so these are co- chemical molecules that float around. And what ends up happening is that uh, you have particle uh, packages of um, air pollutants uh, that uh, combine and change with the chemicals. And uh, it's a very dynamic chemical soup that we like to call it. Um, and so um, over time, these very small particles and chemical species could create um, a number of uh, chronic uh, problems in our health. Um, another um, piece of information is that uh, um, at Harvard, uh, you know, Dr. Joe Allen and his team at the School of Public Health have done a lot of work looking into the impact of um, air quality on concentration and productivity and uh, people's ability to function really well. And so there's, uh, in, in summary, it's a health problem, especially for chronic illnesses. Of course, people who first um, experience air quality issues are those who have allergies. Um, And then more broadly, there's an impact on our productivity and um, our our ability to to work very well, to perform at our best. What challenges do businesses face in providing a high degree of quality with indoor air? So uh, as we learn from COVID pandemic, uh, a lot of um, the recommendations have been about um, in- increasing the ventilation of uh, fresh air from outdoors to replace and displace the air, the bad air inside. Um, that's one solution that uh, have been uh, very, uh, very much at the forefront. And there's a really good reason for that because, you know, filtration technologies have been around for you know, 60 years, um, and uh, they work really, really well. Um, but on the other hand, uh, we also know that um, by doing this, uh, we have to adjust the indoor air environment for comfort, for the temperature 
Um, and uh, when the when it's really cold outside or really hot and humid outside, uh, bringing that fresh uh, air indoors means that we have to spend a lot more energy uh, cooling or heating that air to recondition that air for our own comfort. And so that presents a really large uh, cost issue to businesses. Uh, in addition, because you know we are uh, generally using fossil fuels for energy to uh, do this, uh, you know, heating HVAC systems and buildings actually represents uh, one of the largest uh, portions of climate uh, footprint for, um, especially in cities and buildings and cities. Uh, so it's a it has a lot of implications from a cost standpoint, um, and it. In the meantime, we've also heard a lot of facility managers uh, say that, you know, um, if we introduced uh, little air purifiers everywhere, then we don't have the ability, we don't have the, the team members and the, the labor force to go around maintaining these systems. And so to improve indoor air quality uh, using these uh, standalone units has a huge implication on cost there as well. Um, and then there's, an, uh, there's another piece, which is, um, Typically, HVAC systems are now being recommended to upgrade to MERV 13 filters from the previous version, uh, lower quality or lower um, lower MERV levels, uh, in order to treat the um, COVID problem, for instance. Um, and the the challenge there is that MERV 13 filters are excellent at removing uh, larger particles, but at what is called the minimum um, uh, the the um, most penetrating particle size, the MPPS of the filter, um, you only get about 50% of removal. And in this range, the sub-micron range is where, as I said before, is where we actually have found the most number of uh, particles. And generally, um, this means that you have to have a higher degree of performing filter to remove those particles more efficiently. So MRF 13 filters are, you know, are great, but um, they, especially in the submicron level, are not the best for sure. How do you know if your indoor air is clean enough? Are there certain metrics you should be measuring? Um, yeah, it's a really good question. So. Generally, um, there are sensors available, and um, uh, for commercial environments, um, there are um, different types of technology available to uh, detect, for example, CO2 levels as a metric for the concentration of people in the space and therefore adjust uh, HVAC um, uh, levels of uh, fresh air introduction to offset the CO2 levels, for instance. Another is that uh, we uh, can measure PM levels in a uh, building. Um, a lot of the PM sensors are limited to PM 2.5 and PM 10, and they measure uh, roughly around those PM levels, those particle sizes. Um, and so in, in some ways we see that um, there is a missed opportunity to really understand what's happening at the, the lower particle size levels. Um, on the um, 
one other area of metric um, and sensors that can be used for detection are the VOC sensors. And so the total VOC, uh, VOCs are generally used in industry. We can get much more selective and specific with different chemicals, but those come at a, a much greater cost. So TVOC is a, you know, a, a nice way to just um, get a sense of where the VOC levels are in the building. Uh, and so these are these are uh, three major types that um, uh, of metrics that uh, have been used quite often for indoor air, um, but there are others, of course. What are the major risks associated with having poor indoor air quality? So um, there's, uh, as I mentioned earlier, indoor air quality has an impact on health in general. Um, one of the uh, sort of uh, near-term risk is uh, how uh, we might be changing the risk level of uh, becoming sick with different um, um, viral transmitted diseases that are airborne. Um, and so uh, that's one area. The other is um, we think of it as a risk to, um, you know, to worker and students productivity and ability to concentrate. And so it, so that's the sort of flip side to be able to measure and say, oh, you know, how, how are those risk levels changing as a result of indoor air quality? Um, so, yeah, that's uh, how at Metalmark we are thinking about those two uh, particular metrics. What are the main options on the market for cleaning indoor air and how do they work? There are, um, as I uh, said, the first, uh, the most um, prevalent and uh, the safe, safest and, and uh, considered effective method is through filtration. Uh, two ways of filtrating. One is uh, using um, MERV filters in HVAC system with fresh air ventilation. The second is using much higher grade of uh, filters in HEPA, uh, HEPA filters and air purifiers, typically as a standalone solution. Uh, there are other, um, other solutions, but uh, typically uh, HEPA filters are really considered the gold standard. I mean, they remove nearly 100% of all particles. Um, and even at the most penetrating size level, the MPPS level, they have to remove at least 99.97% of those particles. So the, it's really, really good. Um, there are these other technologies that have been introduced. Um, in fact, they're, they're not new. These technologies have been around as well. Uh, for example, using UV to, um, uh, to uh, inactivate viruses and, and uh, other microorganisms. Um, there's uh, ionization. Um, and um, another category um, is uh, photocatalytic devices. Uh, one of the things that uh, we uh, have come to understand is that with all of these technologies, there are potential downside. So, for example, um, the production of ozone is a concern. Um, another is the production of uh, potentially harmful byproducts through the systems, uh, the mechanisms of the systems. So, um, with our system, we were very, very careful to avoid any of those uh, conditions. So we start with HEPA filtration, and um, then um, we have a, um, our goal is to minimize 
what I was talking about earlier, the, the hassle associated with having clean air. Uh, so we want to increase the lifetime of the filter such that uh, we can we don't have to keep replacing them. So we can enjoy the clean air without the worry of having to replace filters often or to maintain the system. Um, and the um, so our system is designed to be self-cleaning, self-renewing, um, and uh, we have uh, tested the system's functions very carefully to make sure there's no harmful byproduct formation or emission. And then, um, uh, you know, the other aspect of that is to um, have the, um, the IoT sensors, um, the IEQ sensors we were talking about earlier, um, in order to say, hey, you know, this is the air quality um, and uh, how is the system actually interacting with that and adapting to the changes um, in this chemical soup that we have in our indoor air. Um, and so hopefully the, the result is that we have improved air quality. Um, again, you know, the goal is to, to provide cleaner air without the, the um, all the costs and, and maintenance that are associated with um, with getting there. Great. Cece, thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you very much, Janelle. This was really great and really fun. And thanks to all of you for listening. We'll see you next time.